And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and I am so excited to be coming to you tonight uh, with an amazing Disney topic we're going to talk about because what we're talking about tonight is what started it all. Uh, this is what started all of the parks, whether it be Disneyland, Walt Disney World. But before we get into the magic that we are going to talk about tonight, I've got to talk about the magic that's in front of me. And that's my two co-hosts, Jason and Mike. I love tonight because I love talking about how your week's been, what's been going on with you. Mike, buddy, how's it been? Doing good. Uh, you know, I think our schedule's been all over the place. You know, we used to, we were pretty consistent with the recording, but on a specific night. But I, all of our schedules have been all a mess. You would think with all of this lockdown stuff, we'd be on a more normal schedule. But I tell you, we're running around like lunatics, and here we are recording on a Sunday night, which is obviously odd for us. But uh, I got to do a little time with the family this weekend, and I got to spend some time with some friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, it was nice to be able to get out. We're doing good, and the weather here is nice. And got a little bit of a vacation coming up soon so i'm very excited we'll talk about that later yeah man i tell you what and look vacation you kidding me you're look you live in a paradise i mean look at your living room you kidding me (laughs) dude that's the that's the ideal couch to sit on it's got to be worn in more on one side uh for those of you who don't know we we record with zoom and mike's uh sitting in the living room of the uh, simpsons right now so looking fantastic (laughs) (laughs) you know how to make a boy smile don't you (laughs) jay what's going on man how are you (laughs) You know, going back to what you said about the the changing, I'm hitting mute on and off because down here in the uh, the dungeon, I have the water softener going, and it's time to go during the middle of the day, and which is, I mean, it's only five o'clock here. We never record this early. We never record on this day. I mean, our days have switched around so much. I mean, even at the last minute, we're changing time. So um, this has been a really crazy, crazy last couple months, and it doesn't look like it's going to change for the next three or four months either. It's just going to be. This is what I like about you guys. I'll pull the curtain back for a second. Oh, maybe it's going to be over with, guys. Um, is being able to... Nope, I lied. Is going... <laughs> here's the thing, and, and that's fine. And, and because, I love it. Uh, because it is... This is as real as you're going to get right here. Um, is because I can text you guys, or you guys can text me and say, look, something come up, we're, we're not going to be able to do it, or Mike, you get called into work, or Michael calls and be like, look, I got, I got four more hours of work here. I, there's no way, and uh, we all roll with the punches, and uh, you know, and I, I got and I, I want to throw something out to our Patreon people on the regular show here, uh, because we have been having them come on as guests with um, uh, our COVID lockdown, just to break up the monotony and get to know these guys, and it's been a lot of fun. And as and most of you guys know, uh, you know, we've had fresh guests on for the uh, pictures of the week. 
Man, I've had to cancel and reschedule four times with our guests we got coming on here on the next show. And it has just been chaotic. And I was like, I, I got to pull it back in. Um, so it's if, if any of you recognize, hey, how come you don't got a guest coming on? It's because our schedules have been just so chaotic. With that said, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I love it, man. Yeah, it's been, uh, <laughs> I think this show alone, we've rescheduled five times. Yeah, we have. I've had to text <laughs> this guy five times, and, and he wasn't even going to be able to make it. We had to rearrange bad. some yeah. things, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy. Yeah, well, you know what, though? That's life, you know? I mean, that's look, whenever you're talking about it, I mean. It's, it's dedication to our Disney Dads family because we made a commitment. We're getting those shows to you guys, and that's an honest the truth right there because it is all about you guys. Well, the thing, too, like down here, the weather there's been so nice and you're finally mm-hmm. able to get out yeah you know like mike you last night you know mike texas like i got a cookout you know i'm sorry you know I'm like, i forgot Dude, i forgot i got a cookout don't yeah, feel right? bad go be a human are you kidding me right. that's something brand new that you mm-hmm. haven't been able to do in months you know and so I mean, that had to feel fantastic to get out see friends and do all that good stuff yeah He's like, yeah, it was good. I don't think he's listening good. to me. Yeah. I think was he's it? just. I, I think he. I think he's, he's humming. I think he just hums songs in his head sometimes. He's just like, mm, whatever. I think it's just, a, just a perfect relationship. He zones you out when you talk. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, Mike, how was your barbecue last night? Before we get into the show, Justin, I, I just want to. I want to know. It was good. You know, it was weird because you know I. Laura and I in the car, and we're like, I wonder if they're going to ask us to wear masks. Because if they're asking oh, us to yeah, wear masks, yeah. then this is going to be a short trip because we're kind of over this whole mask thing. And then I said, mm-hmm. you know, when I go to say hello to everybody, you know, do I, do I, you know, you, you see your Shake brothers, your you give them a, you give them a pound, them. you give them a you hug. Yeah. You know what? We, we've been friends for 20 plus years. You know, if, if they were that scared, they wouldn't be having this cookout. So it was good. It was nice to have human interaction. I think everybody um, kind of agreed. You know, the funny thing is, just to bring it back a little bit, this, this group of, this core group of people that we've been hanging out with um we've been together for years i mean you know 30 plus years we've just been hanging out and doing our own thing and uh one of the people that were there last night was very good friends of ours i was in their wedding party and he's a new york city firefighter and he got married the week after the towers fell so you can imagine what that was like you know he got married i think it was the Mm -hmm. saturday after and uh here's a guy who you know had so many people in his wedding party and his wedding that were supposed to be at his wedding then he had to reschedule everything and came up a couple weeks later and when we got to finally have that wedding, it was just like, oh, my God, what a relief. We can finally, you know, exhale a little bit, breathe a little bit, kind of enjoy a moment again. And I kind of felt like it was a little bit that like that last night. You know, same kind of people. It was the same kind of mood where it was nice to be able to kind of exhale and, and be with your friends and family again. So it kind of had that same kind of ambiance and, and, and mood last night when we were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Good, man. That's, that's awesome, man. You know, um, one one place that we love to spend time with friends family is of course the disney parks now the disney parks right now are not open so we haven't been able to do that recently but hopefully this podcast has been an escape for you to be able to enjoy some disney magic and tonight we are talking about one of the most magical attractions at any disney park you visit and the reason for it is it's the start of the magic it's where walt disney came up with his idea for creating a theme park that not only for children but also for adults to spend time together and that is of course the amazing whether you're talking disneyland with king's king arthur carousel or you're talking about walt disney or with the now prince charming regal carousel we're talking about the carousel uh guys for me this brings back memories only uh not only from childhood, but also now that I have a child and, and experiencing this. Before we get into a little bit of the history and uh, and Walt's journey through the carousel, 
when was the first time you rode this? Do you remember? And maybe with the kids, some of your memories, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll jump in quick. Uh, the first one was our first trip. And, you know, to me, I was, um, you know, I, I, I look, I think it was, and I'll call Disney for what it is, especially on my first trip, because I was very underwhelmed the first couple of days. You know what I mean? I kind of went in a little jaded. And, um, but I, I, it was a perfect fit behind the castle, first of all. And I thought that even from day one. I thought, what a great compliment to to the castle and to that area, um, and, and and it's this is what's nice about Disney, man. Is like you know when you go to the carnival and you ride a carousel or something, you know there's soda spilt on the floor. I mean, it's just I I can't yeah. even you know I just can't it, like do I sit down here? It it's so clean, it's so nice, it's just so bright and it's just so shiny and and uh you know I I love it anyways. To answer your question is I wrote it with the family on our first trip and um you know it was uh I, I can't say that I remember that very specific one because we've written it numerous times afterwards, mm-hmm. but um and it's always a treat to to get on with the family because it's simple fun. Yeah, I mean uh, it, it's one of those things where. For me, a, a Walt Disney World vacation isn't complete without a ride on the carousel. Uh, I think it really is what Walt Disney World's all about because it's fun for everyone. Um, whether it's the you know one year old you're bringing on, you're holding on, you know, or sitting sitting in one of the amazing uh, seats you can ride on, uh, or it's your grandparents that maybe you're there with that, that can go, and maybe that brings back memories for them of you know. 50, 60 years prior, riding these amazing carousels around the country. Uh, for me, it's always a fantastic point. Mike, you does this say must-do every time you go to Disney? You know, uh, on our, I don't remember doing it as a kid on my childhood trips. I'm sure I did. I, you know, I just don't have a memory of that. But I do know that that was one of the first rides that we went on when we brought the girls when they were little because, uh, you know, no age requirement, no height requirement. Uh, I think Laura sat in one of those seats with Sammy because Sammy was only a few months mm-hmm. old. And Sarah was four years old, you know, and she was in her princess dress. And I have a, a great picture from our first trip of her kind of on the horse looking back like she was, you know, really riding a horse and she really got into that moment. And uh, we've done it on the first trip. And then I don't think we've done it too many times after that. I think that it was just it was kind of a one and done thing. I do like it. I do have a funny story to tell about the carousel. More of a reason why we don't do it. And I'll clue you in on that in the Patreon show. So uh, nice. there's a little bit of a, a behind the scenes on that one. Oh, look at and, that! Uh, a little teaser. Yeah, a little bit of a teaser. So you, you'll you'll get the idea. So why don't okay. you? I don't want you to think I'm a Debbie Downer about not going on it. But I'll explain more in the Patreon show. <laughs> I I, uh, I absolutely love it. You know, the reason, like everyone who's listened to this show, if you've listened to uh, all the episodes, you know that I love Disney history. And this, when I say this is the start of the Disney parks, it is the literal start of the Disney parks. You know, back uh, years and years ago, Walt Disney used to take his two daughters to the amazing Los Angeles Griffith Park. Uh, and he would sit on a bench and he would sit there and he would eat peanuts as his daughter enjoyed riding the beautiful carousel. And he would watch them go round and round, and and that's where Walt, sitting on the bench, thought to himself, you know, I would like to be able to experience this with my daughters, not watching my daughters grow up. And that is where the the idea for Disneyland comes from, is on that bench, peanuts in hand, watching this carousel. And uh, and from there, I mean, this this man who could imagine such a magical place uh, comes up with, with Disneyland. Now, you know, fast forward years later, here's here's where I love Walt Disney. He's a purist when it comes to um, history, 
as far as attractions and telling of stories. Uh, whenever they go and they decide, we're building Disneyland, Walt says, the first attraction I need is I need an amazing carousel. And he looks around, and they finally found a um, a, a carousel. It's in, it's in good shape, decent shape. It is uh, from Sunnyside Amusement Park in Toronto, Canada. And uh, he goes, and they they uh, they purchased this carousel. It was believed to be built or uh, in use from uh, 1922 or a little before, and it really is this amazing piece of art. The problem with it was this: carousels come with all sorts of animals, right? Carousels come with you know lions you can ride. If you've ever been to a fair, you know most of them have tigers and bears, and you're riding all these different things. Walt wanted one thing, and he wanted one thing only, and he wanted every single person to ride a horse. So what they did was they took all of the old animals off and they repurposed those animals to other parts of the uh, park, uh, mostly for uh, the nearby Casey Jr. Circus train. Um, But he goes and he uh, says, I want all horses. So they have to spend almost a decade really looking for horses. I mean, looks for years and years and years looking for horses to find, to put into this carousel to create what it is. Now, imagine this. You would think, guys, that he's like, okay, I got all my horses. We're good, right? No. Walt says, no. I want all of my horses to be leapers. I want all of them to be with their feet in the air. Because some, whenever you look at a carousel, some horses are standing, all four legs on the ground. Some might are prancing, have one foot, one or two feet off the ground. Walt wanted all the horses to have their their hooves off the ground. So they actually went in and redid these horses, the ones that weren't running, and made them to where they're all uh, uh, running at the time, you know, they're, they're all going, they want, he wanted your story to be, you are the hero, no matter what horse you're on, you're the hero in the story. And that's what he, you know, that's what they did. That's what they came up with really was an amazing, amazing part. Now there are, uh, 72 horses on King. I'm, I'm going to concentrate at first on King Arthur's carousel, 72 horses. Okay. The original cost of King Arthur's carousel was $102,000. So $102,000 to uh, create King Arthur's Carousel. Now, if you will look to the future, one horse alone costs more than what this carousel costs. Guys, can you imagine the attention to detail that Walt had to say, I need every specific horse to be this way, I need every specific color to be this way. Because if you look at the horses, all the colors are different. There's no there's no color uh, repeated. Every single facial expression is different on every horse. Um, that is really, I think, I think this attraction is what sets Walt Disney apart from everyone else. I think you could look at the carousel and you could say, this is what made this man so special. I think it definitely is a testament to his vision and who he is, 100%. I mean, if, if somebody would actually stop, take pause, like, you know, um, the, the conversation of, you know, I don't ever ride the carousel, or I don't I don't even know why it's there. You guys got, got to realize the not only the nostalgia aspect of it, but Walt's vision and fingerprints are part of this carousel. Um, let me ask you this, Justin. You mentioned the uh, the the cost of that. Did you did you go down the road of of what what today's cost, what these things are right now? Yeah. So okay. So let's let's branch over to what we're all familiar with, and that's the Walt Disney World uh, Prince Charming Regal Carousel, right? Mm-hmm. So the way both of them are set up is you have a, B, C, D, and E horses, okay? Okay. Now, the way I want to describe it is your outside ring are A horses, right? 
The A-horses also have a side called the show side. The show side is the side you see when you walk up to the carousel. You see the show side of the A-horses on the outside. The A-horses are the largest horses, and then the B-horses would be the next inside. Then C, D, E is the furthest inside the carousel, right? They're the smallest horses. And also, as you go in, the B-horses are a little less ornate and a little less detailed than the A-horses. The the C-horses are a little less and on down, correct? Now, from everything I've looked at and everything I've read, okay, about this, if you were to put an A horse on on the market today, they would sell anywhere from between two and three hundred thousand dollars a piece. Now imagine the child, okay, who has a Mickey bar running down their chest, right? They just they just tried to eat a Mickey bar in the hot Florida sun. They've got chocolate all over their hands, and now they say, Mommy, Mommy, I want to ride the carousel. And they go, and they say, I want to ride that big horsey right on the end. And they get on, and those chocolatey hands grab around the neck of the horse that costs $300,000. It wipes off, just like when my son drops soda, (laughs) when he drops soda on my Ferrari that one time. It's not a big deal. You just wipe it off. No big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's such a unique perspective, too, of the fact of, you know, we the detail that is paid to each horse mm-hmm. is really something special. There is individual people who their only job in the Disney company is to maintain the horses on the carousels. So they, every night, uh, repaint, uh, sand down, um, all that. Now, the, the magical part when we talk about the King Arthur carousel is whenever they got it, uh, actually, and, and the carousel, the, the Prince Charming carousel, when they got it, they started sanding... The, the 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 paint off of off of these horses and they kept going and they kept going and they kept going because the people who had owned this previously were just like me whenever they paint a room they don't <laughs> strip over. the paint they just paint over the paint that was there so sure. over the years they would paint over and paint over and paint over mm-hmm. and as they stripped this paint down to the wood because these are all hand carved let me let me get this straight these don't right. come from a mold these are hand carved horses all of them individually and even if one was to break their whole reason is we will never put a mold horse on these attractions because we want it to be authentic um these things have been around a century some of them a century so did the so did the original a's end up being b's because they just shrunk down in size so much after they got them sanding all that paint down? <laughs> yeah, i know right well the cool part is once they sand them down they start to find all these ornate things on the carousel yeah. now talking about the walt disney world carousel look it doesn't really fit the storyline of cinderella or prince charming mm-hmm. because here's the problem if you look at the horses they're all american bred horses they're all american bred horses from the early 1900s and the reason we know this is for a couple of reasons if you look at the horses they have things like buffalo on them they have things like uh uh one has 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 a gun in the saddle one has a rope that would be used to rope horses uh from the cowboys and indians of the early 1900s so we know that these horses are american made horses they are not from uh from back in cinderella and prince charming's time uh so the storyline doesn't exactly add up but whenever they sanded these horses down the fact that they found these ornate details, they couldn't get rid of them. They said, okay, we're not going to do it. So what they did, they went and they said, all right, we're going to stop here. We're not going to sand any further. We're going to put a varnish. We're going to put a one coat over. And now whenever they sand, because they still do, uh, they say that every single horse 
uh, gets usually about three quarters of the way covered every single year with paint sanded, retouched, redone, uh, things like that. Whenever they sand now, they only go to that varnish. They'll stop there, and now they'll work up with a fresh coat of paint. So those original details are still there. So whenever you look at the carousel, it is not uh, – the storyline doesn't add up because of the details on the horse, but I love that they kept them because it really is history. I mean, you're writing history. You're writing something. It would be like riding a 1920s you know, car or 1930s car. I don't know. We know when cars were invented, but still, we'll pretend they were. Uh, it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's absolutely incredible what you're sitting on top of. And the fact that Disney has preserved that history, even though it's not 100% on board with storyline, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. And I hope they never touch it. If they ever did, if they ever got the idea that, oh my gosh, you know what? It may be cheaper. Let's just sand these bad boys flat and then go to Sherwin Williams and buy yeah, some paint and yeah, paint these bad don't. That's the way you and I would do it, and well, I'm not even gonna—I'm not even gonna pull any punches on that. I would do it that way. It's—it's—it's it's, it's an unbelievable mm-hmm. uh, attraction, and I don't think people appreciate what it does for the Disney parks. Um, a great story that I love is uh, talking about attention to detail. Attention to detail is passed down through the Disney family. It doesn't just end when Walt dies and Roy dies. You know, it passes on down to Roy O, who is walking inside the Magic Kingdom, opening, you know, before opening day. And he stands on Main Street and he stands in front of the, you know, right there at that beautiful spot where we stand in front of the train station. We look straight down Main Street. And he looks down through Cinderella Castle and he goes, That carousel is not centered. And they said, Roy, you, no, there's no way that's not centered. You know, we've measured, we've met, he said, that carousel is not centered. I want people to see it directly through the archways of Cinderella Castle. And sure enough, you know, it's Roy Disney, you're not going to tell him no. They go and they measure, and it's a foot off center. And so they pick it up, and they move it to where now it is dead smack center through the archway. Uh, it, it this, this is the focal point of Fantasyland. I mean, it, it really is. is. And it's a great focal point. It's your introduction to Fantasyland if you walk through the castle. Uh, let me ask you then, going in, into um, uh, when they designed that, were those walkways along the sides of the castle there? You know, I don't believe so. I don't believe those so were original you were walkways. Forced to you were like, forced to, that yeah. was a weenie to pull right. you through to the castle. Yes, then. correct. Yeah, okay. that was the that was the original weenie for Fantasyland. Yeah, was was Cinderella or at the time. Cinderella's. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's Prince Charming, which we could talk about. The name change in 2010 that came about. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, but it's one of those things where it, it's an attraction not only for everybody, but it's a one that brings up memories for anyone because mm-hmm. we've all seen them everywhere you go. Uh, we've all been to those fairs that all have them. We've all been to you know what uh, 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 you know smaller theme parks that have them. Um, when we talk about the the actual horses themselves. You were talking about attention to detail. Like you were talking about how much are they worth. Look, when you look at those horses and you see the gold on them, it's not gold paint. That's 23 gold carat leaf that is built into every single horse. When you see the silver, it's silver leaf built into every single horse. This horse that you're sitting on, if you're sitting on a, a horse, meaning the outside like we talked about, you are sitting in and sitting on the most valuable Disney ride vehicle in history. More valuable than every single ride vehicle that's ever been created. That's incredible, isn't it? Think about that. Just incredible. 
You could yeah. buy a home, not just a home. You could buy a very nice home for yeah. one horse. Yeah, yeah. That's a challenge. Yeah. I'd love to I would love I would love to see the home to the guy who buys the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so yeah. I mean, yeah, so incredible. here's what I have to ask cuz we all three go to Disney a lot, right? And I'm guilty of this. How easy is it to just to pass by the carousel and see it more of like there's a ton of strollers. I'm just trying to get out of here now that we have older kids. Uh, yes, but I always do take a look at it though. You know what I mean? I always I always enjoy the um the ambience, the ambiance that it gives. I love the fact that kids are on it. I love the fact that kids are making memories. You know what I mean? I look at it. Do I ride it every time? Not really. It's an opportunity ride. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Yeah. You know, that's like, I'm not going to wait in line for it. But if it's the end of the night, we can quit, get on for a ride. Um, it's fun. I mean, it, it is good. But yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that. But man, I wouldn't have it any other way with uh, that not being in a perfect location. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that and let's talk about the music that plays, right? Music makes up all of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. When you enter a themed land, music is what the first thing that really grabs you, grabs you. And it makes you feel emotion, whether it be, you know, I'm happy, I'm sad, you know, whatever it is. The music drives the emotion. Mhm. Hearing the music coming from the carousel playing classic Disney mo- uh, movie music if that makes sense, uh, movie uh, 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 instrumental music, it is amazing. When you hear a dream is a wish your heart makes and you walk by the carousel and you hear kids laughing and parents laughing, it's per- and you smell the popcorn and you see the castle behind it, it's perfect. I, I was very concerned, I don't know about you guys, when they were doing the Fantasyland expansion, that this would take away from the carousel, and I love that they use. And I'm gonna I'm gonna term this. I don't think it's, I don't think it's been termed the second hub, right? Because you have the hub. Yeah. Now you have the second hub back here mm-hmm. in Fantasyland. It's kind of like two individual mm-hmm. places, uh, and they've left it alone to where the center is the carousel, and off yep. of that you've got Mickey's Philhar, you've got Meat Princesses, you've got you know you've got all the Peter Pan, you've got uh, uh, it's a small world, you've got all those attractions. It's Seven George Mine Train now, I love that they left that as the central focal point of Fantasyland. Now that wall, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, no, you're I great. Cut you off here, but I want to, I want to that that wall because that just hit me. Was that wall always there? That almost like a divider wall where like the uh, fairy godmothers hang out there? Or was no, that it was put not there? there. That's new. The okay, so yeah. that's so that's to break that so your eye so you stay, your mind keeps you right here in the central area. Mm-hmm. All right, that's your divider. Okay. Yeah, Mike, do you guys hang out here? Like you have older girls, so this is interesting for me because look, Riley still loves this stuff. You know what I mean, and I still love it. So, uh, but for you, you have older girls. Do you guys hit Fantasyland, or are you kind of like, eh, it's a walkway through? Fantasyland was probably the place where we spent the most amount of time when they were little, and it's probably the amount of t- we spend the least amount of time now that they're older. Uh, I think Fantasyland, it's Small World, Peter Pan, Magic, and that's pretty much it. And it just winds up being a cut-through uh, to go past there. Like you said, it's it seems to be the stroller hub. We kind of uh, bypass it most of the time. Um, but when they were little, obviously it was one of those rides that we would do, and it was an area that we would uh, hang out in. Uh, and it's definitely an area where you see the smaller 
kids. You know, Laura and I kid around. We kind of have a nickname for that's the land of temper tantrums because sooner or later you're seeing kids having breakdowns and you know they're, they're melting throughout the day. And uh, that seems to be the area where all of the little kids tend to hang out. So now that they're older, that's probably the least amount of spot that we stay in the parks. Well, I hope that after this, I can uh, I can convince you. I haven't heard your story yet. I'm excited to on the patron side, but I hope I can talk to you and uh, and convince you maybe that the carousel deserves your time. Uh, you know, it's one of those things too where we talked about the care that goes into the carousel. I I don't believe that any other attraction really gets the minute detail care that the carousel gets um, because of the importance, the history with Disney. I think that it's one of those things where. It will always stand. Um, it will never leave. There's there's no chance of it ever going because when you look at each individual horse, they all tell a story. I mean, they all they all are there. Um, you know, the amazing part about the carousel as well is the fact that when you look back at the changes that have taken place around it, other than new paint and other than a name change, it stayed the same. I mean, it stayed the same. It is. It has constantly been there. And when you talk about the paint on the horses, the fact that you'll never look and see, you might see a blue or you might see a red, right? And you'll think that's a red saddle, that's a red saddle. But if you look at them, they're not. There's some yellow added to that red to make it a little more orange. Or there's, a, there's some, there's some uh, uh, red added to that blue you know, to make it a little more purple. Like Those things have always been there to make each distinct thing. Now, what I want to get into is this. I want to do some fun trivia with you guys. Okay. I want to talk about what is true and what is fact about the uh, the carousel. What is myth? You know, those Disney myths are amazing things. They get going, and all of a sudden, everyone thinks they're true, which, of course, I fall into that with some things as well. But I want to talk about a few things. Now, in Disneyland, at the original uh, carousel, um, there was an, uh, there's an amazing horse, right? Uh, this amazing horse is named Jingles, and for those of you who have been to Disneyland, maybe you've seen Jingles. Uh, it is probably the most ornately decorated horse on the carousel. Um, it's very, very easy to find because they have jing- uh, it has Jingle Bells uh, draped over the torso um, and uh, Jingle Bells all over the saddle, right? Now, Jingles the horse was, uh, on April the 8th, 2008, um, kind of honored julie andrews for her 50 years uh working inside the disney company all right an amazing horse the horse everyone wants to ride whenever they go to disneyland is sitting on jingles if you've never looked up jingles you got to because there's some great hidden mickeys on jingles uh and it's really is a beautiful beautiful horse now let's skip over to walt disney world walt disney world everyone says has a very special horse does anyone know what horse that is I'm going to say Cinderella's horse. Cinderella's horse. Mike, you ever heard of a special horse? I thought there was a specific princess horse, too. and Cinderella makes sense. Okay, fantastic. So this uh, is the same thing I I have thought for years and years and years. Uh, Cinderella does not have a specific horse at Walt Disney World. And here's here's how it came about. Um, All right. I would love to tell the story. Uh, Cinderella... Uh, Jim Corcus tells. I gotta give Jim Corcus. Jim Corcus tells this story. Uh, if you never read Jim Corcus's books, he's fantastic. The myth of the Cinderella horse starts in 2010. Um, and it, do you remember when they did a year, the year of wishes? Yes. When they would they would do all the wishes. Yep. Well, they had a Make a Wish family come, um, and because of the size of the horses, the the Make a Wish child could not ride an A horse. They had to move in uh, to be on a little bit smaller horse. 
Um, and the horse happened to have a gold ribbon on the tail, right? And so the amazing cast member at the time, who was with the Make-A-Wish family, says, well, you know what? You may, and the child, of course, wanted to be on the outside, on the bigger horse. So you know what, though? You're riding Cinderella's horse right here to make that family's day more special. Well, families around heard. Of course, the family goes home. They tell the story that my child rode Cinderella's horse. Uh, it becomes folklore over the last decade that Cinderella's game, horse has, uh, <laughs> okay. has, has a gold ribbon on its tail. Now, here's why we don't. Here's why we know for a fact that Cinderella does not have a horse. Like we discussed earlier, Cinderella uh, did not live in the early 1900s. Cinderella did not hunt buffalo or live on the plains, shoot a gun, or uh, lasso things. Um, so we know for a fact that... And also, if you actually look at movies, Cinderella never meets Prince Charming's horse, uh, never sees Prince Charming's horse. Um, so we know for a fact that Cinderella really had nothing to do uh, with this. Now... When we talk about the name change itself, they switched to, um, it used to be Cinderella's Golden Carousel. They switched to Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. I don't really know why, other than the fact that the story goes as Disney puts out as this. Now, check this out. See what you think. Disney says, and I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. This is off memory. Uh, that Prince Charming and, and Cinderella are married. They come. They live in Cinderella's castle, right? Prince Charming mm-hmm. at the time wants to then practice his, uh, what's it called? Where you put the... Jousting. Yeah. Prince Charming wants to practice mm-hmm. his jousting. And so he creates these horses that are on a round, uh, circular ride uh, to where he can sit on the outside and he can practice his jousting as he goes around. And so thus, that is why it is his carousel, the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. What an awesome attraction that would be if you would have the bee go the other way and you guys could <laughs> and you just, joust. You just knock people off. <laughs> oh, with the Nerf joust, just knock them like four years old. Doesn't matter. It's war. So, so yeah, it, it's it's one of those things, too, where uh, there's lots of stories like that. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I thought for sure Cinder- that was Cinderella's horse for years and years until I read his book. I feel a little duped. I mean, under the circumstances, I've got I'm very conflicted because it was an incredible, incredible move by the cast member uh, to do that. Um, but because I knew that and I spread the gossip, I do feel like duped. I think they should almost <laughs> like the Imagineer should almost write that in because that is such that is incredible folklore and it's got a great story yeah. to our Imagineers who are listening. I think that would be a great idea to actually write that in as Cinderella's. Uh, castle. Well, isn't it amazing how Disney I mean, tales course. get? It's almost like the the uh, telephone game, you know, or like the yeah. where you whisper one thing in one get one person's ear, and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes, and it just mm-hmm. stories change over time. But yeah, uh, Cinderella does not have a special horse, but if you go to Disneyland, uh, you can ride on Jingles. So you go go check that cool. out. Now, Very cool. one of my favorite stories about the carousel. And again, I got to give Jim Corcus some love because uh, I get it from him. Is uh, the the lost chariot? So this is an amazing story, and this gets back to both of you guys and your love and your want to be turned loose inside of a Disney warehouse. Okay. I mean, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if I if you could if you could be turned loose anywhere, it'd probably be in a Disney warehouse, right? So they they get the carousel, right? The Walt Disney World Carousel at the time is the largest carousel on the planet. It is huge, massive. Um, it is just it's, it's enormous. 
they install the horses. It originally has two chariots. And what I mean by chariots is the benches that you'll see people riding in, maybe uh, grandparents, you know, holding small kids, things like that. So it originally has two chariots. Now, <laughs> they removed the chariots to install more horses at the time, right? The chariots go into storage, right? Then they decide, you know what? We actually have people who can't ride the attraction because whether it be mobility or just age or, you know, whatever it is, they can't ride on the horse. They can't get on the horse. They can't do it. Because originally, the horses didn't have the stirrups that you would step into to get up on the horse. That was an addition that came later on. So they say, you know what? We really need to add those chariots back. Now, remember back when I said Disney would never make something that wasn't authentic for this attraction. Mm-hmm. So they said, we have to find the originals. That's easy. We have warehouses where we keep everything because no idea ever dies at Disney. Thus, no uh, you know attraction vehicle ever dies either. So they say, let's just go pick it up. They're gone. They're nowhere to be found. They cannot find them. I mean, they have no idea where these chariots are. And they're saying, I don't, I don't understand. We're in Central Florida. We have our warehouses. Why can't we find these? They didn't search for a month. They didn't search for a year. This went on for years, searching for this chariot. A cast member in California is walking through a Disney warehouse. He turns around. He looks up. And he goes, I think that's the chariot they're looking for, for the carousel. Up in the rafters in the corner of a warehouse was this chariot sitting. And sure enough, he takes a picture, he sends it, and they go, that's the one. We want it. Send it to us. They send it over. They install it back on the attraction. And there it is. The second chariot, still yet to be found. Still at Walt Disney World, right? Walt Disney World. Yeah. Really? They still haven't found the second one. Mm -mm. That's at somebody's house. You you (laughs) are. That's some... Somebody's somebody's eating dinner. Somebody's sitting at their kitchen table just just munching away. Listen to the show, and he's doing that. (laughs) And, Mm. And the thing is, so they told... They told the Imagineer, they said, listen, we we can do a we can do a mold. We can do a mold. Because yeah. Disneyland Paris, they took a mold off the Walt Disney World horses to create the B through E horses out of fiberglass, pretty much. And um and they said no. The Walt Disney World and the Disneyland will never have a fiberglass horse mm-hmm. or anything on it. So that's why you have yeah. Awesome. That's cool, man. Do you know what kind of wood those are made out of? Or is it all different wood, all cut from the same forest? Yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I, I don't know the type of wood. The fun part is okay. uh, um, they they talked to a uh, a uh, one of the, one of the the craftsmen that did it, mm-hmm. and he said, "How do you how do you make it?" And he said, "Well, it's pretty pretty easy. You go and you start with a big piece of wood, and then you you chip away everything that doesn't look like a horse." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and that's how that's how you make it. So the, okay. look, man, that's art, dude. I mean this this mm-hmm. this entire thing is art. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The fact you're riding on a piece of art. I mean, take away the fact of the cost of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're riding on a piece of art. And then you go. Here's the amazing part. You do that. You walk. What forty steps. And now you can ride on a brand new attraction roller coaster with audio animatronics, and mm. it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Mm. I mean, the the fact of what what this. I I hope this episode, if it does anything, 
gives you an appreciation for what the carousel is. It's not a quick, I'm in, I'm out, it gives me something to do, it keeps my kid happy. You are writing the fact, you're writing the attraction that started it all. You're writing the the only ride that literally made Walt Disney have that aha moment. I am here and I I, want to create something that I can be a part of too. I want I want to create a theme park that my kids can be beside me instead of me sitting on a bench eating peanuts feeding the squirrels. It's it's the most important attraction in Disney history is the carousel and it means everything. Now that bench that he was sitting on with the carousel, that's in a museum somewhere is it? It's, not? it's in I, Disneyland. I think, yeah, okay, the, the actual bench mm-hmm. is at Disneyland. Yep. Okay. Yep, you can see it. When you do the Walking Waltz Footsteps Tours, which I'm super bummed because we are supposed to be doing relatively soon, but we're not going to be able to this year, uh, you you get to go right by the bench. It's right there. Okay. And um, it's it's very beautiful, green. It's it's a, it's an amazing, amazing sight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, just imagine this attraction. If, just, <laughs> if he had gone to take his daughters, right, and imagine instead of this, there's like some run down old cruddy, you know, whatever attraction was back then other than a carousel. And he goes, Ugh, I don't want to make anything. I don't I'll just go on a walk with my daughters. You know what I mean? This is the start of it all. This is it. This is this is the beginning of the parks we love. So it means everything. What a great story, and I, I will I will appreciate it more. I will um, absolutely, especially getting into the, the the hand carvings, and you know, and I and I think I speak for everybody who didn't know. Uh, we definitely. I mean, is am, am I going to get on a horse, and um, is it going to have a different texture underneath my fingertips because I know the truth? Yeah, I think it will. I think I'll be able to feel it better. You know what I mean? I'll think I'll be able to emotionally, you know, understand what went into this thing a little bit better. No, I'm I'm actually very excited to get back on it and uh, ride it with the family. Well, just just think about this. So when you sit on that horse, right? The original carousel was built by the Philadelphia Toboggan Company, right? In 1917. Okay. This is Walt Disney World version. 1917, right? So originally known as Liberty Carousel. It goes to Detroit, stays in Detroit a few years, and uh, it had a 60-foot platform, 72 horses, like I said, seated 99 passengers. It's huge. It goes to Olympic Park in Irvington, New Jersey, and then in 67, the Walt Disney uh, Company purchases it. It's, It's one of the... You are sitting right now on a horse that is 103 years old mm-hmm. that was hand-carved by somebody that didn't have power tools. They didn't, ha- they didn't have all that. It was a chisel, and they were knocking away pieces of wood one at a yeah. time to create what you are now riding on top of. Cool, man. That's awesome. And every single horse tells a different story. So look at your horse. You know, maybe you have the one with the lasso. Maybe you have the one with the buffalo on it. Maybe you have, like, every single horse tells a different story. Every single horse has a different facial expression. You know, some, every single horse's ears are different. That's the craziest part. If you look, I mean, the ears on some are, you know, back, and that's they're called listeners, you know, whenever they're they're back. I mean, some are one's up, one's down. Some, you know, like, all of them are different. So cool. take a minute whenever you get on it. Absolutely, Justin. Thank you, man. That was a great, great, great um Good job on that. That was fantastic. You really slapped this with some knowledge. You've convinced me. Yeah, We're buddy. going on it the next time. <laughs> I can't wait. Now yeah. I can't wait to hear your story. I'm ready to know how I convinced you. So, uh, you know what? For for you guys too, you know, Jay, with you working with um, 
you know, 3D printing. And Mike, you know, you're hands-on, you're a builder, you know, you, you've always done that. Guys, the the fact of, can you imagine how long it took to carve these these amazing, amazing things? Uh, and Jay, now, looking in the future, could 3D printing take over something like this to for, for a Because whenever you look at, like, Walt Disney World, let's say a horse goes, right? Something happens. Hurricane, I mean, look, that's me literally knocking on wood. Hurricane, something like that. And they have to do it. They would say, no, we're going to hand carve them. Now it's going to cost probably um, literally, you know, $500,000 a horse they're going to have to pay. Mm -hmm. But they say we're going to hand carve them. And then they go, you know what? We can just 3D print them. No, well, yeah, you could. Absolutely you could. And that would be actually very simple to do because you, anyways, yes, it's possible. I disagree, though. I think it will get hand carved. And I think Disney could do a call to arms because there's a ton, a ton of incredible artists out there that do have the power tools. Now, remember, a lot of people are hobbyists now with these power tools that are able to make art like this now too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think to replace it, I think it would be a, a lot cheaper than than that. I think Disney would still keep it original. I still think Disney would commission a wood person, a wood artist, to to be an Imagineer and commission them to um, to do the piece. You know, or, or a couple of them um, to three D print it. Ah, uh, yeah, man. But I tell you what, would it would it be one of those that I'm not riding that horse? No, you ride that horse. I'm not riding that horse. That's the printed <laughs> horse. Forget it. It's not even real, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know. But is it possible? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Dude, I've never had. I mean, other than being downtown Charleston, you know, uh, Mike, you kind of have the same thing with New York. I don't think I've had close proximity with things that old very often. Coney Island's got some old oh, yeah. stuff though, doesn't yeah. it? Well, I'm, I mean, if if you look at the uh, if you go back and you go to King's Ar- King Arthur Carousel, um, one of the places that they had uh, the carousel was Coney Island. That's one of the places that they got some of the horses. If you remember, I said Walt was looking for horses. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the places was Coney Island. Um, have you Coney ridden Island. the carousel at Coney Island? I have. I've ridden uh, pretty much all of the rides at Coney Island because it's kind of like a ride of passage. You almost have to do that. Uh, some point in your life, you have to ride the cyclone. Some point in your life, you have to do the parachute drop. It's just one of those things that being a New Yorker and, um, you know, I went to high school in Queens and uh, my girlfriend lived in Brooklyn. So we spent a lot of time at Coney Island. So the back then, the Coney Island theme park would be just a you know quick subway ride away. So I did spend... Parts of my youth down in Coney Island. Not like the Warriors, not like the movie. Most just, you know, hanging out with uh, some friends. Here's the interesting part. So, Walt only added one horse to the carousel from Coney Island. I, which was, I wonder which horse it is. It's probably the one that's like fist in the air, you know, bumping. You know, so it's very cool. Well, guys, I tell you, I really appreciate you guys letting me take you on this journey through the carousel because... It's not just an attraction. It's not just. It doesn't just fill the air with Disney music that we love. That kind of is the sounds of Fantasyland that we've come to know and love. It is history. It is everything that is Disney now, but everything that started Disney. Um, it's the the most important attraction in the parks. And uh, I I hope that people next time they're there will take a minute and say, you know what, I'm gonna take that. Uh, I'm gonna take that two minute ride round and round and up and down and enjoy these amazing horses that were hand-carved uh, over 100 years ago. Perfect. I love it. You know, we were talking about a lot of the details and a lot of the intricate carvings that were taken part of the, you know, that, that were 
made it to the production of making this carousel and making what a special thing of what it is. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I have a picture of Sarah on the carousel. I'm going to share it when we drop the episode. And, um, you know, it, it's one of my favorite pictures of her sitting on that carousel looking back at me, you know, like she was like, like she accomplished something, you know, and you'll see the picture and you'll kind of get the idea when you see it. You know what? And I'm going to share that on our Facebook group. And you know what I like to see on a Facebook group? It's our Facebook family pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Justin, what's your Pick of the Week? Uh, I tell you what, I got an amazing pick this week. Our good, good buddy, Tim Jackson, who's amazing over on the Disney Dads Podcast running page. Uh, if you haven't joined that, make sure to head over right now to Disney Dads Podcast running family over there. It's uh, it's an inspirational, motivational place to where, even if you're not a runner, if you just want to get active, go check it out. Uh, but Tim Jackson has said, hard to believe this trip was a year ago. The kids have all grown so much the past 12 months. I'll post some more memories of the trip throughout the week, and I can't wait to see them. Uh, pictures with BB-8 doing the uh, Jedi Training Academy. Just fantastic, man. Absolutely love it. Great friend of the show. Great friend uh, personally, too. So I uh, appreciate you, brother. Really, really good one. Oh, they're going to they're gonna have some fun, man. The kids are starting to get older. They're going to start having a little bit more Disney fun. It's uh, he's, got, he's got a great journey ahead of him. Jay, what do you got for me, buddy? I'm actually going to pick Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay Watkins Nader posted, um, I will never, ever forget the looks on their faces when we surprised our daughters with their first Disney trip. We are excited for October. So the picture is taken of the two girls opening up a box, pulling out um, Mickey Mouse ears. And uh, it was great. It's a, uh, it's it's you know, and it's not even the the you know she mentioned like the the kids' expressions. Um, it's that how about how about that mom where that that feeling or that yeah. you know, that, that parent feeling that mom win. I mean that's a mom win right there. Where like you, no one ever can take that memory, that snapshot of right then and there away from you forever. That'll always melt your heart. I don't care if it's fifty years from now. That'll always melt your heart. And thank you for sharing Such that with one. us. Such a good one, Mike. Very cool. Uh, my pick of the week goes to a very near and dear friend of our Disney family, someone that we got to spend a lot of time with, and that's Shannon McPherson. And unfortunately, uh, Catherine's got her foot in the cast, but keeping it Disney like she always does, she's got the Baymax drawn on that cast, and it looks very cool. So, Catherine, I hope that you're feeling better, but I love to see that you're keeping it Disney. So, Shannon, you have my pick of the week. Dude, feel better soon. Oh, such a great family. I mean, such a great family. I love running them all the time. They're they're just they're awesome. So awesome. Justin and Mike, thank you guys. Justin, especially you, man. Thank you for uh, taking down this this journey, this road. Uh, Mike, I am very excited for our Patreon to um to hear about your stuff because every time I say that, I ended up cracking up pretty hard. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh, Justin, one thing I love to do is uh, invite everybody to come come be a part of what we are. So how do they do that? Yeah, if you haven't joined the uh, Disney Dads Podcast family yet on Facebook, there's the uh, you. What are you waiting on? Because it's an amazing place to where you can post your pictures, tell your stories. It is all Disney, all positive. That's that's the way we do it. We absolutely love it. We keep it that way, and uh, and it it's really is a fantastic place. Um, so come join us there, and uh, we'd love to see you. Of course, if you want to email the show, DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, we will get back to you as soon as we can. We always try to uh, always, always, always get back to you on that. Um, our personal emails are on our website, www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. Um, look, it's one of those things where it is uh, we love, love, love. I can't. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. We 
absolutely love hearing from you. So go on there, uh, check us out. Um, also, look, if you want to become a part of the patron family, our patron family is super special to us. We love our patron family. We get to spend a lot of time with them. We get to, uh, uh, on, on, the, on the private Facebook group, we talk about um, lots, of, uh, lots of amazing uh, Disney memories, things like that. We have live events. We have special, uh, of course, additions to the show. Um, and listen, if you want to become a part of that, on the uh, link right below the show, click that link. And uh, you can you can become a part of the Disney Dads Patron family. It helps us grow the show, helps us to pay for the show. Uh, we do this uh, uh, really out of the love for Disney, but that little bit of, of help really really does come in handy uh, to pay for all the things that uh, comes with putting a show out uh, weekly. And uh, last but not least, look, give us a call. We have really laid off the uh, phone calls recently. I would love to get some voicemails that we can play on the show. You may not know this. If you're new to the show, we do have a phone number, and you can call it. You can leave a voicemail, and we will play it on a show if you want us to. It is 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. We would absolutely love to uh, have you give us a call, and uh, we will uh, put you and the kids on a future episode so they can hear themselves on the radio. So give, And we'll even run it through Google Translate. So even if you are a language barrier listener, go ahead and call us. Leave it in your natural tongue. I mean, just, just speak a little bit slower. And, uh, man, I will run it right through that Translate, and you will be good to go. Fantastic, man. I tell you what, always an amazing time. Guys, I have to say I appreciate you all so much for letting me tell the story of, of uh, uh, the carousel. And let me tell Walt's story of the carousel and the importance it plays in the Disney parks and the importance it plays in Disney history. Because for me, this attraction, more than any of them, is the most important attraction in Disney history. And I will continue to support it and to love it and to ride it every single time I go to the parks. Uh, fellas, closing words? Uh, you know, you've changed my mind. You know, it used to be one of the things that, you know, we kind of did it when we first got to the park, and now uh, we just kind of walk past it, you know. And uh, I think going forward, it's going to be something that I'm going to appreciate a little bit more, pause, take a little bit more time, and kind of pay attention to the details because we know Disney's a very detailed-oriented place. And uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you got to share that with me tonight and that you uh, dropped some real knowledge on me with that stuff. Thanks, man. Hundred percent. And I'm just gonna say this, guys. Have a great week. I uh, thank you for uh, thank you for coming along on the journey with us. I enjoyed it. I, I'm hoping that everybody else enjoyed it. And I cannot wait to hear or see or talk to you guys next week. With that, guys, have an awesome, awesome week, and we'll see you real soon. Have a good night. Take care. Good night. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember always. Keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.